Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to, welcome to, press, super show. <coughs> Fuck, I just did a big rip right there. Whoa, man, it got smoky. Wow, that one. Whew, that's how you start the podcast off. Fuck. So, yeah, I'm here. Had to take my mom to her uh, second round of chemotherapy out there. Anybody that know somebody who's battling cancer uh, and my mom's a cancer survivor but uh, we're finding out now with a lot of the information that's out there a lot of really solid medical information just available to just any any anybody and you're finding out that the cancer comes you know comes back um, so I mean it's just it's insane uh, but please pray uh, say a prayer for her and uh, no other than everything is going good. And we're here today to talk about the NFL. And we got uh, Cowboys versus Saints tonight. We got a, a good slate of Sunday games to break down. Uh, I was debating what, you know, do I talk about the Monday game? Do I throw that into, because it's really early for the Monday game. But I've been doing it that way. So we're just going to keep on with the flow. We're not going to mess the flow up gonna have you know we're gonna give you the the winner in the monday night game too and you know how it goes uh the super show thursday super show we're talking football we're talking about the winners uh today i am gonna throw out a, a wager to you no nhl or M- nba show today i know you're sad but you know it's just I'm one man army and this is what i want to focus on today and you know i don't want to put a bunch of garbage out there I'd rather the content that's out there is content that I, you know, was participating in, but fully participating in, not like half-assing it or brushing it off, like seriously paying attention so I can give you some serious insight. Um, so we have the Cowboys, like I said, at the Saints, not not a big Cowboys fan, just so you all know, they're seven and four on the year, um, and the New Orleans Saints are five and uh, six here so what do you what do we do what do we do with this here um this is a, you know a game that I've, I've studied since the line was made earlier this week in a lot of the football the lines are made pretty far out where like other sports you're waiting until the morning before the lines the line even comes out but for some reason football they got it figured out man the books got it down on football. So if there's one sport you need to be kind of 
opening your mind a little bit and expanding your horizons a little bit, not being so close-minded with, is football. Because the books have you beat before you even get to Thursday night. Um, if you're not uh, you know, trying to find some other insight and some information to help you gain an edge, you're going to be at a serious disadvantage uh, by the time the game's over with, you know, and, and, and more than likely before the game starts. But Cowboys, you got Dak Prescott. We know what he's about. We know he likes to sidearm that football. We know he likes to sling it all around. He's got three different receivers that are solid quality. Two tight ends getting no love that they're pretty good too. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of both the running backs, you know, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. I'm a I'm a players guy. I like players more than the teams. The only teams, you know, you know my teams. Packers, White Sox, Black Hawks. Okay, so don't forget it in the Chicago Bulls. Those are my teams. You you know, I I I even have it on uh, my Twitter. When you go to the Twitter page, you see the 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 fucking four teams right there. Bam. It's right in your face. You can't miss it. So you know who my teams are. Um, and neither of these teams are it. And I, and I, and I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth about both of these teams tonight. Because I, I think that this game is going one of two ways. Like this game's going way over. Or this game is going to be way under and the defenses show up. Part of me thinks that it's going to go under. Like, part of me thinks that the total is not playable tonight. Like, I'm removing my hands from that. <clears throat> when it comes to the spread, um, the lines went from minus 3.5 and, and minus 4 on some books to minus 6 and now minus 7. So they are really showing the Saints no love um, and there's no value right now on plus seven saints at minus 135 um there's no value there so this is a quarters game i know a lot of people are trying to prop it out but when you got two teams relying heavily on so many different uh weapons they don't just rely on one person this cowboys offense relies on about six different people at any given time like it needs everybody to be doing good so, I don't like that. I don't like to spread the night either. I would stay away from that. Um, the money lines, there's no value with the Cowboys minus 270 money line. No value. And as I said it, I see the line change back to plus 6 for the Saints minus 105, literally as I said it. And uh, there's value there, but I don't like the Saints tonight in this game. I don't think they hold up well. Um, definitely don't hold up well on paper, but in the, in a, in the real game environment, they're going to have a, a tough time with the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. First quarter, spread. Uh, minus half a point. Minus half a point. First quarter, spread for the Cowboys. Minus 115 odds. It, it includes everything I like in a bet. You get value. You get something early, which I really like. So you don't have to, you're not waiting for the whole game to cash the ticket. Um, unless your book doesn't pay it out until the end of the game, you know, then you need to be looking at books that pay out as soon as it happens. <clears throat> um, I know Barstool does a good job of that, especially with props. Um, and there's other ones out there that do a good job. You just have to shop around and, 
uh, also what's in your region, right? Because gambling's a regional thing, so it's whatever your region allows for a lot of these things. Um, whatever your state allows, you know. Um, so that's going to be a, a big part of it too when you're looking at books. Uh, but definitely don't be doing the the old uh, bookie, you know what I mean, through a text message type uh, shit. I see, go, you know, people talking about. Don't be doing that. Don't that don't be giving your money to strangers. Don't be doing all that shit. Be be be, be better than that. Got to be better. So minus one fifteen odds on a half a point. Cowboys got to cover in that first quarter. You can't tell me they can't cover half a point in that first quarter. You can't make a good case that they can't. You can't. So science is disproving something until it can no longer be proven false. Right, so the science, the sports science here, same same law applies. Same law applies. We are disproving that the Saints are going to cover a half point in the first quarter over and over again. They got Taysom Hill at quarterback. What what has what who has he beat that we're we're so worried about? You know what I mean? Like he's beat nobody. He's got no uh, decorated resume. Here's a guy who can run. Put his head down and run the football like a running back, but he's built like a tight end, and he's not a great passer. So I don't I don't understand that logic. I like the Cowboys. This is a systematic team without their head coach. Uh, I think they play even better. I think they I think this is a spike game. In spite of all that, they're gonna play well. So I think it's a spike game for uh, the Cowboys tonight. They get the win. They go in there. You know, like I said, <clears throat> each game will give you a winner. I'm not saying to bet on it. You know, I gave you my bet. But I'm saying that I give you a winner in each game, and I'm giving you the Cowboys here. Uh, they're going to go to 8-4 and four after this one. 87% of uh, people in the picks can pick them. ESPN game uh, like like them in the standard. <clears throat> Just straight up. And we got the Buccaneers uh, versus the Falcons. 8-3 and three Buccaneers. 5-6 uh, and six Falcons. And uh, the Falcons will surprise you. They'll surprise you. Not not in this game, they won't. But they will surprise you. They did last week. Surprised the heck out of me. But this week, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling like there's anything to be worried about here. Like Brady loses <clears throat> when he beats himself. <clears throat> when Brady's not getting first downs over and over again, he beats himself. When he's not... Moving the chains, he's beating himself. It's not other teams that are really doing that. Like they always say, you know, well, he's got to dial up pressure and get to Brady. Yeah, but by that time, he's connecting with targets downfield. You know, there's guys waving by to you, walking into the end zone. That's not that's not always going to work. It may work some of the time, but that's not going to work all the time. And here's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that's that's working all the time to win. No days off, right? That's what Tom Brady's mantra is. So they're eight and three. <clears throat> I like them to roll in there at noon on Sunday, on the fifth of December, and uh open a can of whoop ass on the Falcons. I don't see the Falcons hanging around in this game, you know. Um They're they're not built to go deep this year, like a playoff run or something like that. 
they're just built to kind of hang around against scrub teams and, and, and upset one or two teams. This won't be an upset that, that they can pull off here. I understand they're at home. I understand the whole, you know, mentality of uh, being in Mercedes, uh, the Ben Superdome there. I understand it, but I'm still not impressed. I'm, I'm not impressed with this Falcons team. Uh, they're second in the NFC South behind the Buccaneers division game. Uh, you know, plus 11 the Falcons on the spread is not a bad place to be. Overset at 50 and a half. And the Buccaneers a heavy, heavy favorite. Major favorite. Minus 550. That's 4 to 1 odds on the Falcons to win. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, Matt Ryan's almost got as many interceptions as touchdowns. 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And Tom Brady's rolling. Like MVP category rolling. 30 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Uh, about a thousand more yards. He's went up. He's went up and down the field ten more times than um, Matt Ryan this season. Leonard Fournette uh, is a is a true running back. Where Cordell Patterson's a converted wide receiver to running back, who's having success. Give credit to offensive line and give credit to him, but also remember that he's having success against weak front sevens. He's not going to have that luxury against the Buccaneers. Mike Evans is do- dominating for the Buccaneers this season. Uh, Kyle Pitts is... We knew, we knew he was going to be good the moment he left Florida. You know, he was so so talented at Florida. It's sad he only has one touchdown this year, but he's their leading receiver. So, uh, you know, in yards, he's the top guy for that Falcons team. Um, so that's a smart player to... Uh, shuffle in your lineup this week. Falcons are one and four at home. They're doing better on the road. The Buccaneers are three and three away. Um, so you know, on the spread, the Falcons is a good place to be for everybody to know. Like plus eleven is really good. And and then if you tease it, and you can get your teaser to add like add another seven on top of that, add another ten on top of that, it's worth it. So, the Falcons on the spread is a good bet. But there's nothing else I like in that game. Um, and I think the Buccaneers win. Buccaneers win that one straight up. <clears throat> and, you know, before we get too far, my current record is 101 wins and 77 losses picking winners and pick skin pick them this season. So, uh, Arizona Cardinals versus the Bears, our next game. Uh, noon kickoff on Sunday. Arizona Cardinals are nine and two. Bears are four and seven. Um, Bears are having a wonky year. They're going. They're having to change in and out of quarterback and in and out of quarterback. I just don't feel like this team is prepared. I feel like everybody's knows what's coming in this game, and you can say whatever you want. You can you know make a case. For Andy Dalton, you can um, talk about, you know, Mooney and <clears throat> Allen Robinson's big playability. It just doesn't, it's it's not going to change my mind. I don't care if it's Colt McCoy. I don't care if it's Kyler Murray. 
I don't care if Hopkins doesn't play. They're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. Arizona's not coming on the road uh, with a uh, defeated mentality. Like, they're going on the road, feeling good, where they're at in the NFC West. Knowing that this is an important game to get to 10 wins and stay in the race for the number one seed in the NFC. So they're going to be, you know, absolutely trying their hardest here, What, no matter who's playing. Um, but I do think it's an under game. You know, this is an under spot. Total set at 44. Uh, Cardinals favorited on the spread, minus 7.5. Favorited on the money line, minus 3. 50. So you're not getting much value there, and the spread is too much for a Cardinals team with too much unknown. Like I believe they win because of just so so many uncertainties with the Bears. We don't know what this team is gonna look like. They didn't look good last week. They got the win. They didn't look good. So what do they look like this week? Um we shall see. Uh they have a little bit of extra rust coming into this game uh, because they played on the Thanksgiving day. Cardinals coming off that bye, though, so they're going to be fresh. Um, the only thing I don't like about the Bears is when you look at their stats, it's from like three different quarterbacks. So it's kind of hard to like say, like, all right, this is how they're going to be in this game based on the stats because... It's like three different quarterbacks as those stats are based off of. So that's not any good. What you're really looking for is the injury report. I mean, that's the most important thing. If you're going to have a bet <coughs> um, in, the, <coughs> in this game, you really want the under um, because everything else is teetering. You know, it's, it's 50-50 anything else where I feel like the under is a sure thing. You know, and they say there's no sure thing in gambling, but that sounds like a sure thing to me. I mean, the Bears just played. You know, the other the other team gets uh, 14 points; they get 16 points. It's like a freaking unheard of score. And then the Cardinals—they're not blowing the doors off of teams, and they're not going to come to Chicago and blow the doors off the Bears. They'll beat the Bears, and they may beat them by eight points, but. The, that that's not going to mean that uh, it's going to go over. So the key here is that this is an under game with two defenses that are going to get after these quarterbacks. Because if it's not Murray, I like the under even more. And then you're going to see that be reflected with the public money coming in. And then that line's going to start dropping. Uh, I mean, moving up. Um, or I mean, no, I'm right, dropping, and then you're not going to want to touch it because at that point it'll look like it will go over, you know. <clears throat> so where it's at now, at 44, you know, I think that's as good as it gets right now for this game. Under 44 minus 110 would be the best spot in that game. Now, moving on to the Chargers versus the Bengals. And let's note a few things here. So we got the Chargers on the road against the Bengals. Chargers are 6-5 and five this year. Bengals 7-4. and four. Um, I was a little bit on the Chargers bandwagon. I'm, I've, I've gotten off at the last stop. 
The Bengals bandwagon is a little bit nicer of a ride right now. I'm on that bandwagon. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be back in Burrow and the boys in this game. Um, you know, I think the Bengals win this game outright. Um, minus 160 favorites, Bengals. Total set at 50 and a half. Bengals favorited on the spread, minus three. This is a great quarterback battle between Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Um, Herbert's got 24 touchdowns to 10, 10 interception ratio this year. Joe Burrow, 22 touchdowns to 12 interception ratio. So these are two young quarterbacks, not in their prime. Just really feeling out the NFL game, getting getting into the swing of things. And they're looking to put their teams over the hump. The Bengals at 7-4 have looked a little bit better. A little bit better than the Chargers at 6-5. If we were talking about the 5-6 and six Chargers, I'd be saying that the Bengals look a lot better. We're talking about 6-5 and five Chargers team. It's won more than half of their games. Has a, uh, a real talented quarterback there in Herbert out of Oregon. Got a really good running back in Eckler and got a, one of the top receivers in the league in Keenan Allen, who the guy is a lightning bolt. Um, when he when he, when he's running his routes, he's, he's one of the best at, at route running. So you got teams that are really good and two teams that are really good at, at one thing and really bad at another. So for instance, The Chargers offense is pretty good in everything except rushing yards where they rank 22nd. That's because they like to run a lot of formations that include the running back catching the ball. So I I kind of chalk that up as a little bit of a whatever. Now on the Bengals side, they're tied for 16th in rushing yards in in the league. Um, the Chargers are the sixth-ranked team in passing. The Bengals are the twelfth-ranked team in passing. And points, Chargers are coming in really, really low in points. Bengals are tied for six in points per game. But this is a game where, yes, the defenses are good. Do not mistake these defenses for being uh, bad. But these two teams want to light it up. And, and and these, you know, these are two franchises that have a lot riding this year. Like a lot of franchises do. If not all. But they have a lot riding on, on, on their young talent here this year on the season. This is a real big precursor of what the future looks like. You don't get four or five years to build a team in the NFL anymore. You get two, sometimes three. And that's how it is now. Uh, the the Chargers uh, away, they're three and two, and the Bengals at home are three and two, so they even each other out. So they pretty much even each other. But the Bengals come in the skin favorite because they're at home. But like you've seen, they haven't really protected home field that well, and they're they're. They're dragging the games out at home, too. But I just think 
that the Chargers have ran onto a little bit of a dry spell. I, from what I'm seeing, from the from the film we have available, and from what I've seen on the field this past weekend, it looks like the Chargers are a little bit of a dry spell. I think they come out of that a little bit in this game, but it's not enough. It's not enough to be Joe Burrow and the Bengals who are tuned up right now. Jamar Chase looks elite catching the ball. Absolutely elite. Like, he looks like D- we all thought DK Metcalf would look like right now. Um, so, and that's ain't a lot because Metcalf is a real strong player. But uh, Jamar Chase is, is, is headed to a league of his own. That dude is a real talent. Um, and your notable injuries in this game, uh, Tate, wide receiver, questionable for the Bengals. Samuel, questionable cornerback for the Chargers. Uh, Joseph, on reserve with COVID. Uh, defensive tackle there. I hope he gets better. But um, there's nothing... None of the none of the ma- main players, none of the major major guys here are out. So I, you know, I think this is a game where the Chargers are on the road. They're going to play well, but the Bengals are just better are a better team right now, and, the, and they're catching the Chargers at an ample time. So I like the Bengals in that game. Now we're moving on. Uh, Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Um, Minnesota Vikings are five and six this season. In the NFC North, and the Detroit Lions are 0-10 and one tie. Uh, still haven't won a game in the NFC North, and uh, this for me it's an easy pick. You go with the Vikings. Um, yes, the Lions have to win at some point, but we just don't know when, and I'm not gonna try to figure it out anymore with them. I'm done trying to figure out the Lions. Their record is who they are. They're 0-10 and one tie. That's who they are. They suck. They stink. They're garbage. Complete. A complete uh, BS team. For them to even come on a primetime game is a disgrace. And uh, the Vikings at 5-6. and six, That's a team you actually want to see a little bit of. And Dalvin Cook's a big question mark in this game. Eric Kendricks question mark in this game. Uh, Swift might be out with the shoulder and Reeves may have been the linebacker that the Lions really need. He might be out. So this is just an easy game for the Vikings. Minus seven on the spread favorite total set at 46 and a half minus 300 money line. Like you can never in the NFC North forget that this is a weird division like a very tough division the toughest division between the teams themselves definitely the toughest division between the actual teams like the Packers, Bears Lions, Vikings you know when all these teams start playing each other and they get down to the thick of it when they're playing that second game um, it gets it gets weird and the Lions could definitely hang around because they have Jared Goff and he's talented and he can make all the throws. But he's just not getting any help. And I'm giving him a pass this season. He won't get a pass next year if he's even with the Lions. I doubt it. But if he is with the Lions still and it doesn't all fall apart and flame out, then next year he won't get a pass. But this year, Jared Goff gets a pass from me. I won't harp, you know, harp on it too much with that situation there. 
Um, I think he's in. He's in. He, I think he got a raw deal, um, and I think he's he's being uh, pigeonholed a little bit this season. So we'll see how that plays out. But for the Minnesota Vikings, their destiny is in their hands, and they know that when they come in uh, Detroit here to play this game, this very sad game that w- that they actually have to play. So for the Vikings, this should be an easy win. You should go in there. Kirk Cousins should have a field day, an absolute field day. I'm going to roster him over Patrick Mahomes in my fantasy league just because I think he's just going to dominate this Lions team. Um, And whatever part, you know, whatever teaser you put together, Lions, I mean, uh, Vikings spread should be in there. Any teaser for, for NFL you put together this weekend, you need to have the Vikings spread in there. Tease that up, but for me, you know, just giving you a head-to-head winner. I just like the Vikings in this game. You know, this, I wouldn't bet on this game personally. I just think the Vikings win it outright. They just are the more talented team. You know, Adam Thielen is a monster. He doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough praise. Um, I'll tell you right now, the guy, you know, is a future Hall of Famer without a doubt. Without it, without a doubt. It, He's one of those guys that won't have to win a Super Bowl to get in the Hall of Fame, which it used to kind of be the thing. Like, he used to kind of own, you know, before LaDainian Tomlinson, so, you know, there's other guys, but really before LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, there was, you know, this thing that you really had to win a Super, at least one or be part of a Super Bowl team to get in the Hall of Fame. So, now that kind of has gone out the window. Now it's just like, hey, were you a stud or not? You know what I mean? So, and then and, and they vote on, they're all, they're, right now, now when they put the ballots together, they're just voting on guys that were studs. It, you know, I don't I don't really think they're, fa- personally, I don't believe they're factoring the, uh, the Super Bowl in as much as they used to. Um, the sports writers aren't, but, um, and I, and I don't really think they should, but they used to kind of be a sacred thing. But, uh, that it was interesting and uh here is our next game uh new york giants versus miami dolphins giants are four and seven on the year dolphins are five and seven you know i like the giants if they were at home but they're not at home they're on the road this is a tough um this is a tough team because there's nobody at these games for the dolphins but i mean you know there's no disrespect to them it's not their fault you put a team where there was just really no football. There wasn't many football fans. That's what happened. There's not many football fans in Miami. If there was, they don't show up. Not since 2002, 2003. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's been a long time since the Dolphins stadiums had uh, half capacity. Shit. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how that keeps you know working out. You know, I think it's funny. They're talking about, uh, like, the Arizona Coyotes uh, NHL team going to move. And then they were like, no, we're not moving. We're staying here. And uh, I was thinking, well, shit, if the Dolphins haven't moved yet, then what the hell? You know what I mean? Who? Why would a team need to move? If you're doing worse than the Dolphins in fan participation, then uh, you need not have a team at all. The Giants versus Dolphins, huh? So that's what they give us here. So this is what they matched up. This is what the fucking uh, Brainiacs built for us. So here's the Giants versus the Dolphins in a game. It's just a scrub galore. 
with respect to two, a few members of the Dolphins defense. But uh, for the Giants, there's nothing here. If they were at home, I'd like them as an underdog to win. But they're on the road. They get, they get kicked around on the road. And the Dolphins, they don't protect home field well, but they don't really need to. All they got to do is just stay one foot ahead of the Giants in this game. Tua can do that. He shows you that he's not scared to fling that ball around. He's finally starting to get over that shell shock, I call it, that quarter that young quarterbacks have where they're, they're just scared. They're just scared to throw the football. And uh, it's a game of nerves. And uh, Mike Glennon plays for the Giants. I like Mike Glennon. He's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. Uh, Saquon Barkley doesn't look the same. Miles Gaskins running with authority right now. Darius Slayton, Slayton, best receiver for the Giants, and that dude's been there for a freaking long time, brother. Jalen Waddell for the Dolphins, um, that's their best receiver. He kind, he's kind of one of those guys came out of nowhere. Uh, now the Dolphins have uh, Philip Lindsay, which is good. It's good for it, Philip Lindsay. It's been it's better for Philip Lindsay than it is for the Dolphins, believe it or not. But, um, and then Parker's on IR still. Uh, Tooney's questionable, wide receiver for the Giants, and uh, Daniel Jones is still listed as questionable. I don't even think they'll play him. But uh, this is a game the Giants could, you know, can win is a winnable game. Again, I like them if they're at home, but they're here at the Dolphins' house. And even though it's not much of a house, it you know, even though there's no people in the house, it's still it, it's still their house, you know. So uh, away, the Giants are one and four on the road. They suck on the road, and uh, Miami's breaking even at home. So they're gonna. This is a good opportunity, and they're on a four-game win streak. Um, both these teams are like bottom of the barrel in, in total yards, and um bottom of the barrel and, and running the football too so you know the best spot is um, the under 40 and a half uh, Dolphins are favored minus 4 I don't like it uh, minus 200 favorite I don't like that either there's value with the Giants money line but I don't think they win so I wouldn't bother with it I think the best bet there's an under I think you get a, a, a grind out game I think you get a lot of mistakes from, from offenses a lot of penalties I think it's just an ugly game, but the Dolphins win. They win the ugly one in the fishbowl, and now we're moving on to the Eagles versus the Jets. So the Philadelphia Eagles head into the New York Jets' house. Philadelphia Eagles five and seven on the season. New York Jets are three and eight. But are they great? No, they're not. They're really not. The Philadelphia Eagles aren't either. I see a lot of people on the Eagles. And I went with the Eagles too. But I didn't do it I didn't do it quickly. As quick as I did with like the Buccaneers. Like that, ah, no problem. We're with the Vikings. Ah, no problem. I kind of really studied this one. Really looked it over. Because Zach Wilson's supposed to be back. And, I, and Zach Wilson, you know, hey, 
Mr. BYU. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is a, a real talented kid uh, that's getting uh, to come back. But then I remember seeing uh, Russell Wilson this year when he first came back and had a shit game. Like when he first came back off that injury this year, he had a shit game. And I've kind of seen some other quarterbacks too. When they first come back, they've lost. You know what I mean? Didn't play well. So there's something to be said for a quarterback when he comes right back. Like that first game, go against him. That's the move. And that's how I'm playing this game. The Eagles, this is a team that I'm I'm not a big Eagles fan or big Eagles guy. But um, they got a funny team here. You know, they got a lot of characters. Jalen Hurts will start with him to quarterback. You know, here's a here's a guy that was very undervalued in the draft. Um, all the top draft people didn't put a lot of a lot of a lot of stock on him, like they should have, because I I could tell you right now he was very talented, and he and he played very talented, but he's got an ankle injury, he's banged up, right? So coming into this game. He still wants to play, still wants to be out there. I don't see them stopping him from playing. But right now, because he's continuing to play and he's continuing to be out there, he's better prepared for this game than Zach Wilson is. Okay, so follow my thinking here. Then Miles Sanders running the ball and catching the ball in space has been a pretty good combo for the Eagles team, um, even in their losses. Um, He's not getting touchdowns, but he's contributing in in a lot of those other plays that you just don't remember, you don't catch, but he's contributing in a lot of ways. Now you got Ty Johnson on the other side, who's a physical runner. But again... It's a little bit of a wash between the two running backs. Like, no one really has an edge running the ball in this game. Your edge is with the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, being more prepared, even with the ankle injury. Because the Jets' pressure isn't something to be scared of. The Jets' defensive front is not something to fear. Receiving, uh, the top receiver for the Eagles is Devonta Smith, and Elijah Moore is the top receiver for the Jets. Now, Devonta Smith is a heck of a player. He's going up and grabbing balls and taking shots that normal receivers don't. So I really like that about him. And he's helping out his young quarterback. So I like this Eagles team to rally. You know, notable injuries. We talked about Hurts. Uh, Also, Howard running back for the Eagles. And on the Jets side, Davis, their wide receiver, um, is questionable. So there's your injuries. On the road, the Eagles are 4-3. and three, And they've looked really good, even in the loss to the Cowboys. Before they fell apart in that little like three-minute span where they just fell apart and just gave up three touchdowns. Like, before that happened, they were playing really good football. So they've looked good on the road, even their losses. 4-3 um, and three on the road. And the Jets, 2-3 and three at home. So the Jets aren't protecting home field well. Giants are doing a better job protecting home field. Um, I don't like picking against New York teams in New York. There's a little bit of bad voodoo around that. But here's this is Philadelphia, a bunch of, you know, 
this is a pissed off fan base here and they're, they they need this you know this fan base is rooting for this team and this team has a little bit of uh energy a little bit of energy here um i like them to bounce back and they're actually playing for something in the nfc east along with the uh, washington football team and the cowboys um the giants you know if they lose this game they're definitely out of it but you know they're battling with all those teams, so we'll see how the Eagles do. But I think they win this game outright. I like them in this game. And then a good betting spot is the under set at uh, 45. That is a good place to be looking. So we'll go to our last noon game. And uh, our last noon kickoff is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. The Colts are 6-6 six and six and the Texans are 2-9. and nine. I see a lot of people on the Colts. I understand it. I completely get it. And I'm completely behind it. The Houston Texans are not protecting home field well. Actually, Houston Texans are doing better on the road. Um, They played better on the road when they played the Browns. They played better on the road just recently. So, the injuries here. Linebacker Leonard for the Colts. Questionable. Jack Doyle tight end, uh, questionable with a knee. Then on the flip side, Brandon Cooks questionable, wide receiver for the Texans. And uh, John, D.A. Johnson questionable with an illness, not COVID-related, running back for the Texans. Um, so the Texans really need both those guys, to be honest with you. Um, otherwise, it gets even harder for them. Um, these teams just played on this back on the 17th where the Colts ran it up 31-3. The Texans want a little bit of revenge. They just don't have the, the horses. They just don't have them. Like, Carson Wentz being able to hand it off to Jonathan Taylor, being able to spread the ball around Mo Cox, Michael Pittman. Like, it's just working better than anything the Texans have going. The little Tyrod Taylor, oh, I can run out of the pocket thing, that's drying, that's drying, that's that's already dried up. It's already dried up. Texans are no good this year. This is not their year. Every team has a bad year. They all have them. You know, they all have a bad year. This is Texans time. They're having a bad season, and they're going to keep having it. Now, obviously, you know, their fans don't want to hear that. I get it. I understand that. Absolutely, I wouldn't want to hear it either. The truth hurts. Indianapolis Colts are going to steamroll this Texans team. And Jonathan Taylor will have probably over 100 yards. He's a great prop bet for this game for his yards. Um, he's a great prop bet in this game for any time touchdown score. Um, so be, be thinking prop bet for this game on the Colts side of things. Um, and there's some other weapons too, like I talked about, Mo Alley Cox. Maybe you, maybe you check, maybe you like uh, him. You, you research him a little bit. And you like that. Maybe you, maybe like I said, Michael Pittman off the top. Uh, Carson wants to go over his touchdown total. Is not a bad spot to be. I'm not against it. Obviously, I like the Colts outright. Just no value, you know. But for takes can pick them. I have the Colts minus four twenty money line favorites. Total set at 45 and a half and Colts minus 10 on the spread. So this is just a, as far as what they're giving us, it's a no bet for me. But uh, 
there, there's definitely a prop to be had here. Um, and because, you know, I love you and you're the audience, I could, I could look at a few and tell you what they're kind of pricing them at. And that way you have a little bit of an idea because they might not have more than one or two props up. Your book might have more than the one I'm looking at. So then you'll, you'll, you'll adjust, you know what I mean? And then the lines will change as they always do. You got to remember that they don't stay that way. Um, but you try to jump on the lines when you know it's a pick, you, you know, in your, your gut, you feel it's right. And then, uh, it matches up with the money. The money's right before you put the, before you lay the, uh, the green down on the, you know, on the, on the fucking book. So, yeah, they don't really have much here besides a quarter, a half. So, not much there. But that's where you want to be looking as the props when they release them for the Colts. I didn't think they'd have much up there. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools. They allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Washington football team, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, football team looking good, but um, they're in the Raiders' house. Teams seem to seem to bring their best offense here and leave their defense home. So I think you know this is a good spot to attack the over. Uh, I think it's hard to go wrong with the over here. Um, you know, and in sports, stop for a second here, just talking about something so I can make this clear for everybody, all the people in the back, pick your heads up, you know, in sports, we all have our favorite team. Well, most of us do. Some people, maybe they just don't have a favorite team. They just, whatever. They just like players. They, they don't have a team. They don't care. It's like a certain player, a certain somebody, maybe they did something goofy. They like that. It's cool. Whatever. If it gets you to watch the game, I don't care. But um, the point I'm making is that you can't be tied into 
any one team too long when it comes to gambling. You have to expand your horizons. And at the same time, you have to go with what works. You can't come in and try to reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? You can't have uh, all of all of the good and useful information and then not use it. All of this at your fingertips to go and do your homework and then find, figure this stuff out for yourself. I'm doing the show with you because I like my picks. I like to give out my picks. I like to hear your responses. Um, and, and this is just a, a good use of my time as well. But on top of all of that, it's to inform you. It's to better educate you. It's to help you. Um, because when I started, there was nobody to help me. You know, and everybody wants to offer you a package and they want you to pay and they want you to sign up for this sign up for that get this in your freaking email box and it's just like man i just want some information something that's reliable that's there and that's what this show is going to be um for the for the amateur for the novice and for the beginner you know what i mean just for the straight up padawan like you don't need to do it for a career this could just be entertainment for you the show's entertainment for me i'm just here having a conversation that's it just talk and it's a lot of fun i'm talking about one thing i love football i love a lot of things it's good to have many passions but football is one thing i absolutely love with a with a real true passion and i've watched football my entire life so when i'm telling you all these people out here scamming all these people out here trying to get you to uh, believe in them and, and put them on a pedestal just remember put yourself there first you know what i mean like don't be sniffing around other people's asses trying to boost them up like do you do your thing all the all the good stuff is gonna come to you just keep working just keep grinding it's all gonna come right into your lap everything you wanted so just keep at it stick to the grind you can't you can't fear failure you have to accept it so when it comes to placing your wagers just want to be responsible that's all it's all comes down to just be responsible so we have in this game uh two quarterbacks one proven but in Derek Carr on the Raiders side and then both quarterbacks are battle tested right like both these guys are battle ready Derek Carr, 17 touchdowns, and he's thrown nine picks this season. And then Taylor Heineke, 16 touchdowns, and he's thrown 10 interceptions. Um, Raiders are favorited, minus 130. I don't like that number too much. Total set at nine, uh, 49 and a half. The spread, Raiders are favorited, minus 2 and a half, minus 110 odds. Uh, Antonio Gibson running the ball. He's, he's a real deal. 
Um, Josh Jacobs running the ball, same same scenario is a real deal. Um, Gibson comes in questionable. McKissick's questionable. He had that concussion that was ugly uh, in the last game they played. Daryl Waller, uh, doubtful. That's huge. Um, and then Jackson, uh, wide receiver, uh, questionable. So Raiders look like they're going to be without their their top, top receiver. So it's going to be hard to see a way where they win this game without Waller. That's that's hard to see. He's, he, he's not playing. Then I like the Washington football team outright uh, for the increasing value because now the defense has one less thing to worry about. Now they can really focus their game plan on stopping the run and making Derek Carr beat them through the air, which is going to be difficult without Waller. So, yeah, I mean, this is a game where the where the football team shows up and they just have the advantage because you're down your best receiver. And he really is. Waller's leading this team in, in, in targets um, and catches and yards. Averages 12 yards a catch, two touchdowns uh, this year. But he's just so sneaky. It, uh, when he gets behind the linebackers, it, it's it's over. You know, he's catching the ball every time. Um, so without him, I like the Washington football team here. I don't think there's any other way to go about it on the money line. I would stay away from because they're giving you points. So I'm I'm gonna suck up a little bit of juice. I'm not gonna take that plus money and bite down on it. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I've I'm a, you know, I'm a sharp. I'm going to go with the points. Give me plus two and a half with the football team. Minus 110 odds. And that's something you could throw in a teaser ticket with uh, the Vikings spread as well. And uh, you could tease those two things and have something really nice for yourself. Um, and you could also find something else too. Like I said, this is the beginning of the... Um, the three o'clock games. This one kicks off at 3:05 p.m. on Sunday, December 5th. Washington football team versus the Las Vegas Raiders, and Raiders are down their best tight end, Darren Waller. So it's just going to be a tough uphill battle for them. I don't like it against a Washington stout defense. You know, stronger than the flounder beard Olivers. Like this defense is strong, boy. So. Be on the lookout for Washington football team upsets this week. I like it. Now we'll move on. Cruising now over. We're getting in the car. Here we go. Now we're cruising over to Jacksonville Jaguars versus uh, Los Angeles Rams. Oh, you like that, don't you? Oh, yes, you do. This one kicks off at 3.05 p.m. uh, Again, December 5th. Uh, Nothing changed there. Jacksonville Jaguars are two and nine on the season. Rams are seven and four on the season. Jaguars, you know, I don't know if they've packed it in. That last performance I didn't like. That put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I'm over that team. Not not even thinking about that team to be honest with you. 
Because they just put a bad, they just put a bad taste in my mouth. Come on. What the hell was that performance on freaking Sunday? Come on. So I like uh, the Rams in this game. Just fucking stomped fucking Jaguars team out. Like they, the Rams are coming to turn out the lights. And uh, the Jaguars don't know what what's going on. Minus 700 favorite Rams. Total set at 48. Um, and the Rams will probably get all 48 of that. And then the Jaguars. Uh, look at them. Thir- plus 13 dogs. Plus 13 on the spread. You have to be bad to be in the NFL. This ain't college, son. This is the NFL. This is the big stage. Once you get here, you either got it or you don't. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. What I mean, what, do, what else do you want? He's his freaking first year. Matt Stafford, um, he's a gunslinger. You know, he's a gunslinger. He's twenty-seven touchdowns, nine picks. Not bad at all, man. He's really having a good year, and he looked good in that Packers game. Just the Packers defense was just getting to him. Um, Robin and, and Jaguars defense is not good. They will not get to him like the Packers defense did. James Robinson, um, you know, he stepped it up. He's still trailing behind that 1,000-yard rushing mark. Still pretty. You know, he's on pace in a way, but at the same time, he's still far away from it. But he's averaging five yards a carry, so I got to give him props for that on 129 carries. But Darrell Henderson is the running back you want to watch in this game. That's the featured back. 142 carries for the Rams. 648 yards, averaging 4.56, five touchdowns, hasn't dropped one. And then the receiving uh, battle is going to be good, but um, the receivers in this game, you know, the Rams just have more talent at receiver. Cooper Cup, just ridiculous. I mean, he is just ridiculous. Ten touchdowns this year already. Um, just incredible. Um has to be in the conversation top five receivers in the NFL right right now currently playing. Marvin Jones uh, is a really good receiver. Feels like he's been with the Jaguars for a while. Uh, three touchdowns this year. On uh, 79 targets, he's only caught 46 of those. So there's something going on there. It's a lot of missed opportunities. A lot. These teams haven't played each other in... Um, Four years. Last time they played four years ago, there was way different teams, uh, different rules too. Twenty-seven to seventeen, the Rams won. It's not going to be a score like that. I think you see more of like a thirty-seven to seven or thirty-seven to ten type of game here, with the Rams just blowing the doors off the Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars have not won a game on the road. They're zero and four on the road. Um, the Rams are three and two at home. There's another chance for them to add to that home, that home total. Um, your real big injury here is Dar- Darrell Anderson, the running back we talked about for the Rams. He's questionable with the thigh. I believe he plays um, until he says doubtful. Until he says out, I believe he plays. And then uh, Wilson, the linebacker for the Jaguars, is questionable with the ankle. But. Um, the Rams are looking for a bounce back. They're at home. Uh, they've lost their. They dropped their last three. 
but this is a great opportunity for them to get back on track and they may start slow but they're going to finish this game strong so i like the rams in that one there's nothing i like betting in, in that game nothing there's no, nothing there for me personally but the rams uh is my pick to win that game now we'll head over to uh, Baltimore Ravens versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Here come the Baltimore Ravens, eight and three on the season. Steelers five five and one on the year with that one weird tie they had. And the Steelers, you know, I've heard people say like Brady Quinn and, and some others that you know Steelers are done. I don't believe they're done. Um, but I do believe that Baltimore is going to beat them this week. It's way it's premature to say the Steelers are done. And I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not a Steelers fan, but like look at the facts here. They have a they have a smart head coach that that knows what he's doing or he wouldn't have the Super Bowls he's he, the rings he has, you know, so um that's that's one of the things. And then the other part of that is they just need guys to step up. They have the playmakers. They just need him to step up. Um, for the Ravens, it's the Lamar Jackson show. It is the Lamar Jackson show. And it's not going to be easy. Um, I kind of feel bad for Lamar Jackson because he t- he's taken so, so much punishment this year. But... I think it's going to be a little bit of that, too, in this game because the offense just has a hard time protecting him. But I think just talent-wise with um, Mark Andrews receiving and coming on so strong this season, um, the Ravens are able to just insert anybody in a running back because Lamar Jackson can can run you know, his, his, uh, his ass off, so... It's one of those things where it doesn't that doesn't bother me. The running back, all that uh, it hasn't stopped them yet and they're eight and three. And they've been dealing with this since week freaking two. So I don't have a problem with the Ravens in this spot. I, I think the Ravens won this game outright. Um total set at forty four. Ravens minus four and a half favorites on the spread. And uh money line favorite Ravens minus two ten. So there's no value there. I mean, there's nothing I want to do with that. Nothing at all. Uh, you might go to the Ravens and try to throw them in a teaser, and that might flame out your teaser. It might flame up your parlay because the Steelers might do something freaky in cover. But I think this is a game where you got one offense and the Ravens that at least we know what we're getting, and one offense and the Steelers that literally is 22nd in yards. And against a Ravens defense that doesn't allow teams to run much, ranking second and rushing yards get surrendered, I think it's just going to be really hard for the Steelers to get anything going. Um, you've got an away record for the Ravens of three and two. They're good on the road, and then a home record of three, two, and one for the Steelers. Crowd's loud, but the Steelers' performances have not been loud, and they've been pretty quiet. So, I I like the Ravens in this game straight up. You know, it's interesting, but when you get a division game like this, where you got two teams, one struggling really bad, another one that is just trying to stay away from struggling, 
and the Ravens. You know, they just don't want to be struggling like they have been with the running back situation. But it hasn't really affected them. Like, the Steelers have been affected with Roethlisberger having to miss a game here. and um, Not really having a good backup quarterback is the Steelers' biggest issue. They don't have a solid backup. So, you know, that's another reason to stay away from betting on the Steelers. But, you know, there's always, you know, that's why they play the games. Um, anybody can win. But I do think and I'm confident in the, in the, in the Ravens to win this game here. We'll move on to the 49ers versus the Seahawks. And this is our last 3 o'clock game, 3.25 p.m. kickoff. Um, San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. The 6-5 49ers are in Seattle against the 12th man. The 3-8 Seahawks have had a terrible season. And the 49ers are starting to find their mojo at the right time. They're starting to gel now where they're kind of a hot and cold team. They're good against, you know, the Bears, and then they go play, you know, the Saints or somebody, and they get they get crushed. So here they are against the Seahawks, who are reeling. You know, Russell Wilson can't seem to get it going yet since he's been injured. He's not looked right. Running the football, um is not going so well with Alex Collins. It's okay. It's not the worst, but it's not where Chris Carson would have this offense. And then receiving the ball, DK Metcalf has been a letdown. Face it, the last two games, he's been a big letdown. Metcalf comes in as questionable. We know Carson's on IR. Um, Injuries for the 49ers, most notable, Debo Samuel, doubtful with a groin injury. It's pretty big, pretty significant injury. And then Warner's doubtful with a hamstring. He's a linebacker for the 49ers. Um, But this is just a team in the Seahawks that is dead, you know, almost dead last in total yards. So they don't move the football much. They're the worst team in the NFL on third down. Um... As far as when it comes to the defense, Seattle's defense has kept them in it by not allowing the points. Everything else they're giving up. So in this game, even without Debo Samuel, you still got George Kittle. Um, You still have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's having a very, very accurate season. 13 touchdowns, only 6 interceptions. Russell Wilson, 12 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. But again, Russell Wilson missed a game, you know, some games. So, uh, makes it a little bit of, a, of an outlier. But the 49ers are 4-1 on the road. And at home, the Seahawks are 1-4. So, 12th man is not helping them this year. These teams just played back in October. And believe me, the world's different now, you know, on October 3rd as it will be on December 5th. Um, so, yeah, two, they played two months ago. So, yeah, and Seattle won 28-21. Two, two teams that have definitely changed from that day, right? It's, it's crazy how it changes. So, now uh, you have a 49ers team that is, uh, that is really hot. Uh, everything's kind of starting to gel for them. Not playoff gel, but regular season gel. And they've won their last three. So... I like the 49ers in this game to win it outright. I think uh, it's going to be tough. But I think they're more than capable to win this game. 
Uh, minus three and a half on the spread. Total set at 45 and a half. And uh, 49ers favored it on the money line, minus 170. So there is uh, some intrinsic value there for the Seahawks, if you like them. But for me, I'm on the 49ers in this game. A good betting spot would be the 49ers in a teaser or parlay. That would be a good spot. Find that and link that up with something else you like or something else we talked about on the show. And uh, that's where you'd want to be for that particular game. 325 p.m. kickoff on December 5th. And now we got the last game for December 5th. And uh, it's the Broncos versus the Chiefs. Here is the 6-5 Denver Broncos headed up into Kansas City against the 7-4 Chiefs. First in the AFC West Chiefs. Fourth in the AFC West Denver Broncos. Bridgewater um, has been hot water. These, uh, you know what I mean, these last these last few games. And Mahomes, even though he's, he, he's, he looks like he's having a slow season, he's still moving the ball. Well, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions compared to Bridgewater's 15 touchdowns and five interceptions for the Broncos. Um, running the football. You know, has has not been a strong suit um, for either of these teams. Uh, but I just have the faith in Patrick Mahomes at home. That crowd gets really into it. Um, and then the Broncos are 3-2 and two away. The Chiefs are 4-2 and two at home. And they play everybody close at home. They haven't played the Broncos uh, since last year in December, um, where they beat them 22 to 16. But when the Chiefs play at home this year, they, it looks like they're going to play the team that's close. And not only is it probably going to go under, but they're going to win. So you have the Chiefs minus nine and a half favorite on the spread. Total set at 47, and the Chiefs are minus 420, favorites on the money line. A little bit ridiculous there, but I would say that this is this has underwritten all over it. Like, my favorite spot in this entire game is the under. So, when you look at the offenses, like we said, the rushing hasn't been the strong suit. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has missed on like the last six or seven games. It's, it's nuts. Melvin Gordon, uh, he's just not he's just not running with intensity. He's not running like he used to run, and that's the bottom line. Cortland Sutton, he just got the big contract deal, so he should be playing better. That's usually what happens. Um, now that's, you know, not in his head. He knows that's his home, knows where he's going to be. So he's going to go earn that money. Then there's Travis Kelsey on the flip side of that. And we know Travis Kelsey is going to dominate uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in his hands. There's just a big list of injuries for the Broncos. And the main ones, Darby, their cornerback, and Gordon, their running back. Um... So you do have that, and they do have a lot, but the, you know it's their ticky tack injuries uh, on the injury report. 
I'm not going to read them all off to you because I don't think they're going to win. And uh, the injury report doesn't help, doesn't make the case for them any better. So I like the Chiefs in this game outright. I think it's an easy win for the Chiefs. Easy for them to cruise. My favorite spot's the under in this game. Under 47. You know, when, when Patrick Mahomes gets it going, he's getting the ball out to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And he's able to turn around and hand it off. And then the running back, whoever it is, is able to get something. It makes a world of difference. And they, that's what happens in this game. Broncos don't have this defense that we're all scared of. Uh, our favorite team playing. So that's not what's happening here. Well, the Broncos have been winning games because their offense has been dominating on the field uh, because Teddy Bridgewater has been slinging it really well. Chiefs are going to put some pressure on him this week. He's going to be coming into a, uh, a very uh, toxic environment, and uh, he doesn't do well in toxic environments. So then the last game we have is the New England Patriots. Eight and four Patriots on Monday night playing the Buffalo Bills, the seven and four Buffalo Bills. This is a 7:15 p.m. game. Locks at 7:15 p.m. on Monday, December 6th, and the Patriots taking on the rival Bills. Really good rivalry game. And you know me, I've been talking up the Patriots, but what did I tell you? About 45, 46 minutes of this show, maybe a little bit later than that, but I said, and I, we talked about it for a minute, you can't be tied into one team too long. So it's time to sever the tie. And I'm going with the Bills this week. I like this Josh Allen-led offense. I honestly believe the Bills coach is just letting him do whatever he wants out there. I believe the coach is just like, dude, dude, just it's working. Keep going with it. Like it's go, bro. It's working. Keep going with it. Like there's nothing else telling me that that's not what's happening because he's lining up and shotgun in the red zone with no running back. It's just like, what's going on here? So here's the bill seven and four in the uh, second in the AFC East. And the Patriots have quietly taken first in the AFC East eight and four. Because of a couple of the Bills miscues. A couple games they left on the table that they could have had. Uh, especially the one uh, earlier this year against Jack, uh, Jacksonville. So, here's Mac Jones in a duel with Josh Allen. Two guys who are getting the ball out well. Uh, Damian Harris versus Devin Singletary. Jacoby Myers versus Stephon Diggs in the receiver battle. So, you got some good duels there we're watching. Uh, last time these teams played, Buffalo dominated the Patriots 38-9, December 28th of last year. Uh, Patriots are on a six-game win streak. Bills are on a one-game win streak. But the Patriots have had the benefit of a of a, a soft schedule. Even though some of those games were not so soft, they're, they were catching teams at the right time. Caught the Chargers early on in the year. Caught the Panthers at an ample time. So a lot of those games, they just caught the teams at the right time. Now, give them credit. They still are 5-0 and on the road. And the Bills are 3-2 and at home. So when the Patriots do come to town, they're going to bring it. This is going to be a grind-it-out grind game. Total set at 43. It's going to go over that just because of the fact that it only needs... 
it only takes one play for this Bills offense to score points. Like the Patriots offense, very methodical. We're going to drive downfield. We're going to call all the right plays. We're going to, we're not going to make a mistake. We're not going to have a, a holding. We're not going to, you know what I mean? The Patriots are very system. Very, we're not going to fucking fuck it up. And here's the Bills that are just like, fucking fling that shit. Throw it out. Dump it off over here. Yep. You, you, you get it too. And that's kind of how the Bills offense has been going. So I like the, the Bills offense better this week. It's better prepared. Um, the Patriots have been on the road a lot recently. And at some point, even though you're not going far, it starts to catch up with you. And I think it catches up with them a little bit here too, with the defense not traveling as, as well. Um, as, as much as I think, you know, Mac Jones is a great quarterback. He's going to be a great quarterback in this league. This isn't his week. This is Josh Allen's week. Um, everything's in front of this Bills team. And uh, these two teams are going to see each other um, again. So this is just one one of uh, many games to come for these teams. But New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills is going to be uh, – we really couldn't have gotten a better Monday night game. So this is a great, great job by the Brainiacs to get us a good Monday night game. Um, so the New England Patriots, uh, unfortunately, I can't go with you all this week. You know, I want to, but I can't because the Buffalo Bills are going to beat you. How many total points will be scored? Uh, I think 56 is the right number. Total set at 43. Uh, Bills favorited minus 145, so a, a moderate favorite, and minus two and a half on the spread. It's a little light there, but you know that minus 145 is a big ticket. Uh, but anything under minus 170 in the NFL, you know that's going to be playable. So I like that just straight up, sucking up some juice though. But you know they they will win that game, and and I, I don't want I don't want to be caught playing the points here. Um, that's dangerous in division games when you got two, you know, division teams trying to play the points. Sometimes that can get to be tricky. Um, they know they know each other better than other teams. So I just like the Bills to win outright. You know, that's my main pick for you. If you're gonna bet it, just take the Bills on the money line. I do think it goes over light years. So I mean, that's another good spot to look. But I think it goes way over that total. I think that. They're putting a lot of stock in the defenses, and they're leaving off a lot of the offense and kind of chalking it up as just pork fat. But I think they're going to be mistaken, and that's where you can capitalize when they when the books make a mistake. That's where you get to make a lot of money. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Super Show Thursday football to Sunday night football to Sunday afternoon. Uh, to Monday night got it all covered gave you my picks head to head winners um, gave you uh, my best bet in the, in the Cowboys Saints game tonight and uh, you can go ahead uh, listen to this podcast leave a review share it with a friend don't forget to subscribe to the show let's keep the super show going strong baby ladies and gentlemen Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.